You are now entering the Empower Church Network podcast, your source for encouragement and inspiration as we unite the local church in bringing hope to those in poverty. Get ready for today's episode. Well, welcome to the Empower Church Network podcast. I'm Zach Bauer. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our very first episode. Uh, the Empower Church Network podcast is designed to highlight and share some of the great work being done by local churches here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Each episode will highlight a particular church and what they're specifically doing in our community to engage poverty. So we hope it encourages and inspires everyone who listens. Today, I'm joined here with Pastor Jim Rutherford from Oak Hills Baptist Church. Hi, Jim. Hello, Zach. Good to be here. Uh, thank you for joining us and being a part of the Furry First podcast, yeah. and uh, you're brave enough to jump on here today to chat with me. Yeah, it's an exciting topic. Glad to be a part of it. Well, awesome. We are excited to uh, talk a little bit more about uh, poverty, but even just focusing a little bit on uh, each church and what they're doing to engage community and uh, hopefully bring some hope uh, to those struggling in poverty. And so today's episode, we're going to look at and talk a little bit about your church's community garden. And so to start this off, why don't you tell us a little bit about the community garden here? Sure, sure. Yeah, the, our community garden story uh, begins with simply that. we When I came in 2013, the church had a community garden, we called it already, and that was simply a garden that we reached out to our uh, immediate neighborhood and invited them to come, uh, people that live in um, apartments or live in situations that mm-hmm. don't have uh, an opportunity to grow a garden or vegetables. They were just invited to come on our campus. Uh, they could rent a plot for $20 a year, oh, wow. and they could grow their vegetables on our property um, for the summer. Um, so that was already in motion for a number of years before I came. Uh, when I came, I started asking questions about the, the where, the why. Um, I don't have time to go into all the details, but God started opening up some doors of re- recognizing there's a significant refugee immigrant population in Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. that they V was doing some uh, garden down at their 10th Street uh, grocery store. There oh, was, wow. Uh, plots there. Okay. And I heard through um, meeting a gentleman that was a part of the community there that uh, they were maxed out. They had a waiting list oh, and really? that they, all these uh, immigrant refugee families were wanting to uh, plant gardens for themselves, uh, plant gardens for maybe some sale to make a little bit of money, but they were on waiting lists and, and couldn't. Uh... So he came out and saw what we were doing in our what we call our community garden, and we have 10 acres here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of grass. Yeah. That nobody's doing anything with. But mow every week, right? Exactly. <laughs> mow every week and after the expense of that. And he was so bold to say, would you allow us to, to garden on your property? Oh, that's great. Yeah. And he asked that question and one thing led to another. We asked questions for probably about six months, uh, doing preparation of, well, what are you doing there? What are the needs? And long story short, that's how it developed. So the summary is we already had a community garden, but then we decided to expand that. So we doubled the size of our wow. footprint, and we still have two separate gardens because they're managed different. Okay. So the community side, we still have neighbors, still have uh, people from these apartments around our church come down. They still grow. Uh, very adamant, very mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know excited gardeners. But next to that, we have our um, immigrant refugee family. Um, we call it New Americans oh, Garden yeah. that's next to that. Oh, wow. We did that for two years, and then just this last summer, we actually doubled that one again. Wow. So we have wow. 
pretty significant size garden um, out there now that uh, people from all over the world, really, wow. yeah. uh, that God's brought to Sioux Falls. Um, they've uh, been invited to come and uh, have a plot and uh, you know grow vegetables for their family mm-hmm. and or uh, those they love or those they can um, sell to or, yeah. or whatnot. So, so do, are they are they filled up usually every summer? I mean, you yeah. have any open spaces? Are they pretty much full? The first time when we started the New American Garden, that first garden filled up immediately, hmm. uh, edge to edge. Uh, this last year, because we doubled it, um, it did not fill up all the way uh, okay. this past year. Yeah. So there was some um, plots that were still available, uh, but they're giving larger plots to families that are more mature gardeners, that okay. are more seasoned yep. gardeners, yep. and they're giving smaller plots to people that are new to it or uh, maybe smaller families. Okay, yeah. Um, and so they they have a lot of elasticity to how they can. Uh, invite people into those spaces. Okay. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, there's still a little bit of uh, a space in this most recent one we've opened up. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was the vision um, and maybe the inspiration behind the community garden? I know it, it was here when you got here, but you shared a little bit with hy V kind of bringing the, maybe the education, the need based, but mm-hmm. what was kind of the vision and the heartbeat that you wanted to see out of this? Yeah. So the community garden of just our immediate neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, we're surrounded, flanked by apartment buildings. Yeah. So I wasn't a part of those conversations years ago before I came, but I think the simple idea was just to be neighborly, invite people onto our property. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have all this unused space. Yeah. Let's, let's invite them to do it. And people took advantage of it, and, and that garden has been full for many years. Okay. Every plot gets taken. Wow. So the New American Garden, the vision there came out of a discovery process that God led us down after when I came as, as the new pastor, I started interviewing uh, our congregation in groups of seven, mm. asking what their passions were, asking you know how God was moving in their lives and taking notes and it took about uh, six months to do that. Well, what I, I saw a theme that again, not because of, of leadership, but because of what God was doing. There was people in our congregation that had been serving with LSS with refugee families, or they had been a part of the school system with refugee oh. families. They had adopted a refugee family and wow. this or that. And I started taking these notes and started realizing, hmm. like, you know, that's actually a theme. Yeah. It's not a major theme, but it's actually a theme in our church. There's a there's a couple handfuls of families that have a passion for uh, for uh, refugees and immigrant wow. families. And so simultaneous with that, I was introduced to a gentleman that was leading a nonprofit here in Sioux Falls mm-hmm. that was trying to help immigrant and refugee families get on their feet. Okay. So those two things happened Connect. Yeah, wow. at the same time, and then we started asking questions. And so we, we didn't just... Um, grabbed the idea because we thought it was a good one, but (laughs) through a series of asking questions, we realized that it wasn't just out of nowhere. It was actually something God had been preparing us for for a while. We had the land, and then we just needed to work through the mechanics of, well, we've been doing a community garden. What would it look like for us to start a refugee uh, immigrant family garden? And uh, like I say, six months or so of questions, but um, those were pretty quickly overcome yeah. once we realized that there was actually a heart for that within our congregation. That's amazing. So, That's really cool. Now, how did you connect and engage the church with the neighborhood and even the refugee families? How did that kind of collision and interaction go? Yeah. So coming out of those interviews, what I did is I followed up with those individuals and families that either had adopted refugee families or had had some experience with them. And ask them if they'd want to come be a part of it. Okay. You know, would you want to step into this unknown 
and open up our, our campus to these families, um, whether they were gardeners or not. <laughs> yeah. And then I had other people that got involved because they were gardeners. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I love to garden. That's my passion. Um, obviously, the biggest uh, challenge uh, for any Sioux Falls church that's wanting to, to go in this direction is people's you know, uh, comfort zone is going to get pushed oh, yeah, because sure. they're thinking, okay, well, there's cultural barriers, there's mm-hmm. language barriers, all those kinds of things. So um, we, of course, ha- we still have that as a challenge. Yeah, That's not something yeah. that we wove, uh, we dealt with once and now we don't <laughs> deal with it again. I mean, it's an ongoing thing. But the leadership team now is small. I'm not going to exaggerate anything. The leadership team that oversees that is small. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a group of folks we hope to always want to encourage more of our congregation to be involved with that. But uh, the people that are involved, they have a passion for it. They have a vision for it. And um, and uh, we continue to, to see people walking out there. We have a, a kind of a launch weekend okay. uh, that's yeah. usually mid mid to late May. Mm. And then we have a celebration at the end of the, of the growing season. Oh, that's cool. And that's kind of the two big things. And then uh, usually in August... The growers will bring kind of a bumper crop or they'll bring their surplus and they'll just lay it out at the front door of the church oh, wow. as a sign of gratitude. That's cool. Uh, and so I ask all of our congregation on the way out, you know, grab as much as you grab want. Grab a zucchini. Yeah, grab a zucchini, <laughs> grab a, you know, uh, uh, an eggplant, this kind of thing. Um, and that's, and we've done different things over the last five years. We have different kinds of celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the same ever in, you know, any year. We've, we've seen leadership changes. We've seen... Um, the actual participants change, but um, each year we just keep putting it out there and, and hoping that it'll continue to go the that's direction really cool. that, that God wants it to. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, did you encounter any struggles on either side? Any things that you felt like were obstacles or things you didn't expect? Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, we had a couple naysayers mm-hmm. within the congregation that uh, were pretty... They weren't um, hard and fast, but they made their opinions known that mm-hmm. it was going to look bad. <laughs> you know, it, it was going to be uh, counter. Um, you know, it would give the wrong message to our neighbors around physically around our church mm-hmm. that it would, you know, it would not it would look unkept or oh. this kind of thing. Um, people have told stories about community gardens they had been a part of in other seasons of life, and this could happen or that could happen. But you know what? We just kept walking through the doors in faith mm-hmm. that God was opening. Wow. We didn't try to write any checks that were gonna, you know, <laughs> that weren't gonna go through in the mm-hmm. sense where we tried to always over deliver and under, you know, under promise. But we just kept walking through those doors and not allowing fear or the unknown to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just pie in the sky. We did have leaders. We did have, uh, we did the the groundwork before we actually broke ground and, and invited them on. But um, I would just encourage anybody that's thinking about it to, um, you know, yeah, ask questions, yes, pray, uh, but keep moving forward because you're always going to have the yeah. the folks that oh, yeah, can sure. think of, you know, 15 reasons why we shouldn't <laughs> do it. But um, we've seen all the obstacles. We've even had, I mean, the, the group that we started with mm-hmm. no longer exists. Wow. So there was some... I won't use names or specifics, but there was some uh, corruption Mm -hmm. in that early group. And again, God just kind of moved that team out and another team came in or another. It's all independent led now. It's all relationship led now. There's no money. There's no one on payroll. Mm -hmm. It's just 
really an outflow of need and our willingness to step into there. And yeah, we pay for the water and, and we buy some basic tools mm. and we give them uh, a place. Yeah. But uh, it's just, you know, God's opened up doors and we've continued to walk through. That's amazing. Now, yeah. you mentioned you had a leadership team that kind of oversees it. Is that strictly just church members or is it a mixture of those who also work in the community garden? Yep. So the the leadership team that I call it currently mm-hmm. is people that go to church here or their members here. Our vision is that we would have people from the different ethnic groups represent a team oh, or wow. they would all have a representation that would sit on a team that would make decisions. Yeah. Uh, that has been our dream, our vision. It's never come to fruition. Yeah. So currently we're at a place where things are functioning relatively in a healthy way. Um, one individual is really the, the, the key, and he okay. has a bunch of relationships in the uh, refugee immigrant families wow. uh, uh, subculture. And there's a, there's a sign up, there's a, uh, everyone's assigned their plots. There's, there's no, there's no um, drama that I'm aware <laughs> of. And um, I think the, the downside of where we are currently is that there may be some truth to you kind of need to know somebody yeah. to get into it. And of course, if we had um, a group from from the Congolese and a, uh, someone from the Nepali folks and someone from Sudan, if we had someone representing those different groups, we would feel a little bit better about just representation, about yeah. does everybody have a voice at the table? We're not there currently, but we haven't had this major blow up either. Yeah. It just seems to be kind of cruising along. Largely, um, people here from Africa, largely, um, there seems to be a good thing going there. Mm-hmm. So we asked last summer, we asked, you know, is there um, other folks that would like to participate that haven't been given a chance yet? And the answer we got was um, no, not really. And um, But again, I think that's what's, what's cool about this is there, there's a vision for that, but we're not considering we're working maybe toward that, but yep. it's, it's certainly not there. Yeah. It's a little bit messy, Yeah, but it's, um, you know, we see God also providing and meeting needs mm-hmm. within before the thing's perfect. Um, it is moving forward. Do so. you know how many families, um, that participate in this? Yeah. So we've had each year, we kind of do a count to kind of get a reference point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the two years ago we had, 13 countries represented wow. and um, uh, 85 souls were benefiting from the garden. Wow. Um, but now that we've doubled the size of the garden, mm-hmm. um, this last year, I'm not sure the number of countries increased, but I think the um, the number of, of people benefiting yeah. certainly yeah. grew from that. Uh, I don't have numbers from this last growing season uh, but two years ago, that gives us a sense of, yeah. of where it was. It was, it was a, just under 100 people. Wow. Uh, but they come out and, you know, they play soccer and they, they have fun on the kids do mm-hmm. while the parents are taking care of their gardens. And um, any night during the summer, you can come out and uh, walk over and, and say hello and meet some folks. And they're always so warm and, and uh, grateful. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been a really... Uh, great thing to see unfold mm-hmm. and how God's placed this kind of right in our lap. And yeah. um, it's taken some faith for sure. But um, at this point, we're trying to just stay in step with what God seems to yeah. be doing. So. Yeah. What a tremendous opportunity to have uh, a facility that 
you know, most likely could have been just a, a field that's mowed and uncapped and just used once in a while to actually open it up to gardens and opportunities for families and individuals who, who maybe don't have any relationship with the church, but you're able to provide an opportunity for them to provide and to grow, uh, but also to interact and have relationship. And uh, what a tremendous uh, example and opportunity that is. Yeah. That's very cool. That's exactly right, Zach. We actually had a, a building a construction company want to buy that part mm-hmm. a lot, that part of our property from us. And they made us an offer. And the um, leadership at the time just said, you know, no, we, wow. we're not, we don't want to see another apartment complex in that, in that spot. Um, let's just hold on to that. And it was shortly thereafter we doubled the size of the thing. Mm. So yeah, you're right. I don't know how many other churches uh, have that same situation where there's unused portion of their campus, but um, here's an example of uh, for very little resources we're able to make available for people that just really needed that. They don't have opportunity in their apartment complexes Mm -hmm. and such to to have and they they grow a lot of yeah a lot of vegetables and then there's there was classes offered for canning oh wow and different things so they learned some different skills oh. um, we did a, a workshop at the beginning of each growing season of how to maximize uh, your tomato hmm. uh, plants and harvest so we had a guy come out and he kind of did some training on here's some ways to get your tomatoes up and going and uh, so we've done some things like that and people were able to I was told of one family that was eating their their tomatoes all the way through the next winter oh, wow. Uh, wow. and into the next spring because they had uh, been so abundant in mm-hmm. their growing, but then they also knew how to, how to can those fit, yeah. and use those for the family, you know, ongoingly. And That's they're great. just so grateful. Yeah. You know, all of them. It's, yeah, what a tremendous opportunity to, to obviously for themselves even to create and to garden and produce something for their family yeah. um, and just giving them a plot of land, uh, which doesn't seem like much, but it's huge for a family who uh, really probably depends upon it, mm-hmm. um, but also the dignity and the, the pride that comes with that is right. uh, amazing. So Absolutely. how is it managed? How is it run? How is it organized? Mm-hmm. You know, do, you, do they rent a spot? Do they... Uh, who, who oversees it? How is all that kind of played out? Sure. So we have an overseer that, that oversees the community garden side. We do keep them separate. And the mm-hmm. reason why we keep them separate, because, uh, of course, the beautiful uh, idea of, you know, everybody kind of mixed together is like, well, wouldn't that be more productive for relationships? It would be. And that was what we thought about for about 30 seconds. Yeah. But then we realized the hard reality of that was that, we also didn't want to overly manage the uh, new New American Garden side. Okay. That there was going to be different rules, uh, not because of any other reason other than just the, the practical reasons of saying um, our plots on the on the new community or the use the right words here on the community side they're all the exact same. Okay. And everyone's treated the exact. How big is that? How big are those plots each? Uh, those you know? those are probably around um, six six or eight feet by uh 20 feet oh wow okay somewhere okay. so there. those are all the same size yep okay. all the same and, and they're in one zone but then on the the new american side um there was a lot of reasons why they just needed to do their own thing and have a kind of a different set of uh of principles if you will um so to answer your question we have uh someone from our church oversees the community garden side it's taken on a couple of different uh, looks on the New American side. Um, it started off with a, a nonprofit organization here in Sioux Falls that was uh, overseeing that. They were 
uh, administrating, if you will, leading mm-hmm. that side of it. After the second year, that kind of fell apart. And uh, now we have a gentleman that leads it, the New American side. And he, um, we've had to give him a little of encouragement here and there. We've had to um, kind of help him in his leadership a little bit. But by and large, he's done a great job. Just um, he's a generous person. Mm. He's a, he wants to be there. He he has a real heart of uh, compassion for uh, these families. And so, you know, he speaks their language. Oh, and he's, wow. he's able to step right in there as kind of one of them. He's been here in the States for longer than many of them. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's taken over the management of that with the liaison from mm-hmm. the church. Okay. So the church has okay. some responsibility. We have meetings early on in the growing season, and we kind of lay things out if there's you know, new equipment or mm-hmm. uh, one of the big things that churches have to figure out or any organization have to figure out that we had to figure out was you have all this green waste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we didn't even think, about, think that. about that because when we were doing the, the community garden side, it was always uh, in such a quantity that we could kind of deal with mm-hmm. it. But then when we added the new American side, uh, we had twice as much. Then we added the third one. So we actually have had to creatively... Oh conquer like okay we have garbage which is a lot of people out there and then we have green waste mm-hmm. which is a different kind of waste and how do we make that uh you know just kind of deal with that and it's exp- you know there's having a cost to yeah. it um so we've had to kind of work through some of those things but all things considered it's pretty simple stuff mm-hmm. um, but the management side the the look the expectations you know we've communicated those and our story is so far People have just been real respectful of that. Yeah. There hasn't been any major uh, drama or uh, stories of people uh, going rogue, you know, <laughs> in the garden. It, yeah. It's they, they're respectful, they're grateful, they want to be invited back. Yeah. And so there seems to be a good thing, you know, going on there. So do they sign up through the church? Then is that kind of how it works to, to 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 get a plot? Correct. So the the com, um, the community garden side, it's all done through the office. Okay. The new American side is done via relationship, and and there is a form that they fill out. Okay. Um, they do stop into the office and they ask us about it. We, you know, give them the contact information for the gentleman that that oversees it. Um, but we don't manage it in the same yep. way as we do the community, community side. Yep. So they are right next to each other, but they're they're led yeah. differently. Yeah, administrated mm-hmm. differently and run differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're assigned a plot. They can plant whatever they want. You guys provide the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, not plant anything they want. We are in South <laughs> yeah, Dakota. But, uh, right. you know, they can plant. They, sure. they they weed. They do everything. But you guys provide the water and the soil, basically. And then we provide the, the green waste removal. Okay. Uh, some basic tools. Mm-hmm. And, and some of those we've gotten grants for. Oh, wow. Uh, we've had some local businesses donate uh, those tools. Uh, so it's... Um, yeah, it's been one step at a time, a little bit each year. We'll have a, uh, and once you figure something out and you learn that, it's easier the second year. Yeah. Uh, is definitely. what we found. And it just keeps kind of rolling out. So, if somebody wanted to help, even just jump into this, maybe they're not a part of your church. What's What are some ways that they can either participate or help you guys and this group um, doing the community garden? Sure. Well, there's been lots of talk since we started of different kinds of expansion of Mm -hmm. it or ways to, uh, because the whole heart behind this is to help people assimilate into our culture um, the best that they can. I mean, they have limited Mm -hmm. resources, limited time. um, And so the whole heart behind it was how can we help? Well, one of the immediate 
ideas that came out of that was, well, could we do a little farmer's market? Oh, yeah. Right here on mm-hmm. a regular basis. And so that question's continued to um, come up every year. And we've always said, you know, leaned in and said, well, it would probably take these kinds of things. We'll maybe help with some equipment or some hardware, this kind of thing to make that happen. Um, but it, it hasn't come to fruition. Okay. But that was one idea. Yeah. Um, but if someone was to come forward and say, uh, we want to you know, provide some more leadership in this, uh, that would definitely be a frontier that we could explore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing quite like that um, in this neck of the woods of, of Sioux Falls. Yeah, definitely. Um, that would, there is a, a farmer's market that's a couple blocks over, but it's got a different yeah. uh, connotation altogether to it. But If people wanted um, to donate like tools or anything mm-hmm. like that, is that always every year needing more and more tools? Or Yeah, the tools break and and wear out and then again because we've grown in size Definitely. there's uh, there's always that but you know they share out there it's mm-hmm. really a sweet thing to see them come together and how they all help each other out whether it be watching each other's kids or carrying stuff to their cars wow. there's a really a, a neat spirit of of we're in this together that's cool. out there that's great um but that would probably be the the simplest thing um that people could help out with or if they wanted to come just see it would mm-hmm. be during the summertime on any given weekend or weekday just drive by come out because it's there's it's full access there's wow. no gates or anything yeah. you just walk right up and we've told our congregation you know grab a uh, a case of waters oh yeah and just walk out and just start uh, you know introducing yourself ask questions because they they grow different kinds of vegetables yeah. than we're used to oh, seeing. i'm sure they're and, proud of they want to yeah, show you all they the different love things. to share yeah. they love to, sh- to show um, and so that's one way of just really easy. You show interest, mm-hmm. uh, and they're, they're right there to, um, to welcome you and have that conversation, even if it's a little bit strained, uh, because mm-hmm. of the language, language barrier, yeah. there's still a warmth and a, and a, and a love that's expressed, yeah, uh, and all those demonstrations that really goes a long ways. Cool. So. so what are, what are maybe one or two things that you've experienced that maybe you weren't anticipating? You know, um, on a real funny practical side, I would say um, there's, we didn't really think about bathrooms. Oh, yeah. You know, so you have all these people out here and then you're practically, they're out here for maybe an hour, maybe even longer, depending on what stage their garden is in. But their kids or them, they need to use the the restroom. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have any restrooms out there. And so the idea has been, well, do we get porta potties or uh, do we give the... Um, garden manager a key you oh. know, to the campus to let people in and we've thought of different things um, by and large we've it's been cool to let people in at various times uh, to use the use the restroom uh, but that's something that we just it's not a big deal when you have 10 yeah but when you have oh, you know, yeah. 100 oh, you start thinking sure. well there's there's a need there and, <laughs> um, and that sort of things so that's kind of on the funny side uh, the more serious side I would say the um so yeah, one of the things that we've didn't expect but really have seen as as a good thing is that we have a, a handful of of community partners uh where we're trying to make inroads into the refugee immigrant or just the the poor part of Sioux Falls trying to to make an effort in those and we're seeing an overlap of people involved with our garden involved in other ministries that we do so that's a that's a cool thing. Um, we're always trying to create relationships, yeah. and so we're trying to not um, assume anything or do any kind of a, 
uh, we want it to be an outflow of just wanting to help these these folks with mm-hmm. wherever they are. And so we've we've asked them to if there's other needs that they have that we could help with. Um, there's been crisis. There's been car accidents of people that have been gardening, and we found out about those mm-hmm. tragedies and have stepped in to to help. Oh, wow. Uh, we've gone to visit families that are that have been in mourning um, because they garden here, yeah. not because Part they go to church community. here, yeah. because yeah. they go to, they garden here and they've lost a child in a car accident um, or some other thing like that, and we'll go and visit and just be with them. Yeah, that's really good because we know of their situation and mm-hmm. and uh, trying to again not cross over and into areas that were not wanted, but asking questions, trying to be. Uh, present as we can to to be in the midst yeah. you know, to be there be in the midst of what's going on uh, those have been some of the mm. cool unexpected uh, but that's these folks are in all kinds of different uh, situations and um, we've been able to be helpful in some of those uh, encouraging mm. in others and then just being um, just a posture of generosity in yeah, general has yeah. been a, a cool part of it yeah so as we finish up here, what, what's one highlight story in your mind? Hmm. Great stories that have come out of this was one year we did a, a end of harvest celebration, and we actually invited all the gardeners that participated uh, into the sanctuary, and we just had a night of sharing. They brought some of their cultural music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a religious mm-hmm. gathering at all, but it was a, a celebration. And the food, we had them all, everyone kind of brought a food from their uh, their culture and shared that. Um, we had some singing. We had some, some sharing. People were able to get up with a kind of an open mic and just share uh, what they were grateful for. Um, and there was, it was just a sweet night of, of gratitude on their behalf, but also being together. We invited mm-hmm. our congregation to come out for that and be a part of it. Again... There's a lot of people that were like, you know, what's this going to be like? And we're saying, you know, we don't know what it's going <laughs> to yeah, be we like. <laughs> we have no idea, but why don't yeah. you come out and just find out? So we had a pretty humble showing. There's probably, you know, maybe 30 of our congregation came out. But those that came out were blessed oh, I bet. to see, to experience. Uh, I think after the sharing was over inside, we went outside and we played soccer. Oh, wow. And there was just... You know, all these kids and some dads uh, from the uh, refugee um, immigrant families, but then also some of our students went out there and, mm. and played with them, and some of our dads and, and uh, went out there and played with them. So it was just neat to see coming together. There's so much potential Oh yeah. in that. Um, and many of them, well, I actually don't have numbers to say how many, but some have church communities. Mm-hmm. And of course, we do not want them to to leave their church community. Um, we wanted to celebrate, yeah. you know, our our commonness, our common uh, call in Christ, our identity in Christ. But realizing that some of them don't, some of them mm-hmm. are very, um, you know, uh, Islam, the Muslim, and and they're in our sanctuary, wow. uh, hearing stories and being able to share. They're accepted. They're welcome oh, yeah. here. Um, what message that's sending? Only God knows mm-hmm. what seeds are being planted, but. Those are some of the things that are not hard to do, and they're not expensive, yeah. but they're right here in our backyard if Definitely. we want to 
make that available to folks. Oh yeah, I love that. I love that story, the picture. I mean, the diversity and the uniqueness and just this, you know, uh, family-like experience is, uh, I think it's tremendous, especially for a church, um, you know, as you encounter and you engage people from different cultures and different personalities and backgrounds and all these different things that sometimes can become hindrances or obstacles, um, but to see it come together as one and with, with a common of just sharing uh, our identity and sharing who we are and our culture and the pride and the love and the care is, is exciting and really cool to see it happening right here in Sioux Falls and uh, to see what you guys are doing on, on your campus and opening uh, the field and providing things. I just love the, mm-hmm. the interaction, the engagement, and like you said, the potential. I mean, yeah. um, imagine the seeds that are sown, the stories. I mean, I love the the picture of just uh, you guys going to families who are mourning and going to these situations that... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what I believe, honestly, is just that extension of the family. You're you're accepting, you're loving them, and I would imagine many of them would, wouldn't even expect you to be there. Correct. Uh, but yeah. to see uh, see you there, that you care beyond, um, yeah. you see, you see them for who they are, and so that's amazing. So to end with this last question here, yeah. Uh, what w- advice would you give a church who's maybe considering uh, looking at starting a community garden? What what are some practical things that you would give to them? I would say press on, press on with it and don't, don't be fearful. You know, here we are way down south, you might, you might call us. And some of the objections were, you know, the people wouldn't be able to make it down here. They wouldn't mm-hmm. travel down this far. This would be out, outside of their range of, of interest or travel. But, you know, we just kept walking through and saying, well, what if, what if they did though? What mm-hmm. if they, what if they would though? Um, and, I would encourage other leaders to, you know, if, if people, if their immigrant refugee families will come this far south, if you are anywhere closer to the center of Sioux Falls, uh, just keep walking through those doors and not let uh, space or proximity or even budgets. Um, if your hearts are open, I would say just keep keep moving forward, keep asking questions. Um, there's ways I think to connect to this. Uh, subculture and uh, invite some conversation mm-hmm. um, and invite folks uh, to come on campus to explore what it could take shape how it could you know how it could look and um, I'd say just that'd be my my challenge be That's press great. on yeah and see what God could do takes take small steps but at yeah. least take those steps yeah and, start somewhere and start somewhere and just see what see what God does yeah I mean I imagine just even uh, people in our own churches, if we don't have the land, um, you know, our current facility, we don't have any grass or field. Uh, but imagine if a few families came together and said, hey, you know, let's let's turn a portion of our backyard and let's invite some of our neighbors to share. And That's right. um, there's just something about That's it right. when you just connect that way that uh, you, you can just start to rub shoulders, you can start interacting and uh, building those relationships. Sure. Um, and even if someone was to in that situation, mm-hmm. if they wanted to reach out to some local businesses or some other uh, people that had land and just have it be simply a community thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the refugee immigrant families would see that as someone being an advocate for them. Oh yeah. Stepping definitely. into that gap and on their behalf in ways that um, they probably wouldn't try. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really thinking outside the box, but asking yourself, what is God doing um, here within our our neighborhood immediately, within our congregation immediately. And how might we use the network of relationships or assets, resources that God has given us to 
build a bridge yeah. into this into this people group. I love that. Um, oh, well, thanks, Jim, and th- taking yeah, time a, to share. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. I yeah, being I just I love your heart. I love what you guys are doing. I love uh, the impact you're making in lives and families and relationships, just in the circumference of this town and this area, but also into a, a population, a people group that uh, many times can be forgotten and overlooked. And uh, I love you guys just being simple steward. Uh, of your land and um, not just looking at it as here's a bunch of land, go do what you want to do, but how can we infuse relationship and people is inspiring. It's encouraging. Uh, makes me want to garden, which those who know me, <laughs> I would be miserable at it. Uh, but right. uh, I love right. the, the heart behind it. And so uh-huh. thank you so much, Jim, uh, for being here and being on this sure. episode. Well, it's been a pleasure, Zach. And if it can be any encouragement to others, um, God uses simple stories, and He's doing great things and bringing glory to His name, and it's uh, awesome to be a part of. So, that's thank fantastic. You. Well, thank you, uh, thank you to those who are listening, and uh, be sure if you have any more information, check us out at uh, EmpowerSuFalls dot com, and uh, we'll stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud.